Hey everybody, welcome into a brand new episode of Locked On Nittany Lions, your Penn State podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is Monday, June 1st, 2020. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire. Happy to be with you here as always. Hopefully you're all staying safe out there. We've been talking about the ongoing coronavirus pandemic, and of course now we're going to talk about some of the other real-world events that have been taking place over the past week as we see the Penn State community and the sports world as a whole react and respond to what's going on out there. We'll talk about that in today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast so you never miss a single episode. We're going to have a lot of good content coming your way over the next couple of months. So make sure you are subscribed on all your favorite podcasting platforms such as iTunes and Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, whatever you use to listen to podcasts. And if you want to help us out a little bit more, uh, leaving a rating and a review will really help with our placement on those various podcasting apps and help our show continue to grow as we get closer and closer to the start of the 2020 college football season. We also want to invite you to always feel free to be a part of our show by sending us your comments and your questions at any time. And the best way to do that is to connect with us on Twitter, at LockedOnNittany. Go ahead and check out our Facebook page and give it a like at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. And don't forget, we are on Instagram at Instagram.com slash LockedOnNittany. And coming up later this week, I will have official details about the debut of our new Twitch channel, Yes, it is finally happening. I am very excited about it, and I hope to just have you guys be a part of that as well as we continue to try and branch this podcast out into as many different outlets as possible moving forward. So with all that out of the way, guys, let's go ahead and get today's episode underway. by now that you guys have come to know me as somebody who likes to be a little bit positive, likes to start things on a positive note, spread some good energy, some good vibes, if you will, and really just kind of be an optimist in a world with so much pessimism out there. And I understand that, you know, I'm not trying to put on a facade. I'm generally trying to, you know, be an encouraging voice and kind of lift your spirits a little bit because it maybe helps to lift my spirits a little bit as well. Uh, so maybe it's a little self-serving at times. But I have to admit, some days are a little bit more difficult to do that than others. And today in particular is one of those days because as much as I hate starting a week off and a month off on uh, with a podcast that doesn't have a, a good message right at the beginning, I, I have to admit that there are some days where you just have to confront the realities of the world right now. And anybody who's been watching the news over the past week uh, you know, certainly over the past week, knows that things are not very good right now in our country. Uh, we've seen a, another black man killed by a police officer in Minnesota, George Floyd, and that has sparked so much outrage uh, across the country uh, over the past week and it is re- really hit from coast to coast. Uh, you know, really hit closer to home here uh, in the Philadelphia area. We've seen things in Pittsburgh. We've seen uh, Baltimore, you know, Columbus, uh, New York, Los Angeles. Everywhere you look, uh, there are... There are actions being taken, and I am going to leave it at that. I'm not going to dive too much into the whole conversation about what's going on out there because I do want to keep this a little bit more focused on the world of sports and certainly uh, Penn State football because that's what we do here on this podcast. We take a look at the the bigger picture and see how 
uh, it's affecting or impacting Penn State in, in any kind of way. And this isn't necessarily an easy thing to do, but I do think it is necessary because uh, over the last couple of days, there was a column put out by Dan Walken of uh, USA Today that really took college coaches to task for not being more outspoken on certain events such as this. And I think it's an easy criticism to make because we do see, certainly as far as college football and college basketball are concerned, we see coaches, most of them white, being paid an awful lot of money to go out and recruit and sell to players and their families, uh, many of which are going to be African-American, that they are going to bring them into a good environment and look after them and really set them forth on a positive path for many years to come. And, you know, in their defense, most of the time, that is very true. <laughs> I think uh, it's easy to make it that criticism that these coaches don't really care about the players. But I do think there is a good amount of care and uh, relationships that are being forged between coaches and players that I think will have long-lasting uh, impacts on, on many players and, and their families moving forward. But it is an easy criticism to make because when times are tough like these, we do not see coaches uh, speaking out the way that others may be around the sports world. And I don't know if there's necessarily a need to have the voices of college football coaches and college basketball coaches being heard on every headline that's out there. But it was kind of interesting because after that USA Today article came out, you started to see a ripple effect throughout the coaching community. And we'll just focus mostly on college football, but this also spanned into college basketball as well. Coaches were putting out statements left and right uh, over the weekend, uh, kind of condemning the acts that took place in Minnesota with the death of George Floyd. And uh, certainly uh, kind of putting those coaches, uh, having their stamps put on their statements uh, condemning all the uh, the nonsense that's happening in our country right now. And certainly uh, that is always good to see. It's always good to see these coaches come out and have these voices being heard. I am a little skeptical, I must say, that it would have happened if this USA Today column wasn't published and didn't start making the rounds. I do think there's a lot of reaction to that. But you know, bottom line is the messages got out there. Okay, Whether it was forced that or not, who knows? That's not for me to decide. It's just kind of convenient that these statements started coming out on an almost minute-by-minute -minute basis following the publication of that USA Today article. So I'm not going to criticize any coach for putting out a statement when they did, uh, regardless of why they did it. But I do think it was interesting <laughs> how they all came out. And I think it's good. I, I think it's good to have coaches that are basically the faces of many of their schools uh, can come out and condemn this kind of stuff that's happening. James Franklin, of course, was one of them. And, of course, uh, James Franklin, being somebody with African-American background in, is certainly going to be one of the more notable uh, voices of reason when it comes to this. So uh, we know that James Franklin is going to be sentimental. And he knows we know that he has uh, expressed his opinions on a lot of the racial tension that's been happening out there over the years. I, I know Ben Jones of StateCollege.com had a really good interview with him recently. Uh, or previously uh, kind of diving into that. So if you want to go check out, go follow Ben Jones on Twitter. If you're not already, I'm sure you are if you're listening to this podcast, because if you're not, <laughs> you're doing something wrong. But go ahead and you know, check for that story on statecollege.com. If I can find it, I'll link to it as well. But it is a really good read. It's a really good interview with James Franklin. And uh, you know, James Franklin, when he put out his statement, 
it was it was worth reading because you can tell where it's coming from from his heart. You know, obviously he looks after his daughters and wants them to live up in a world where they're not having to deal with a lot of the stuff that's going on right now. And quite honestly, I don't want them growing up in this kind of situation either. I don't want my own niece and nephew to grow up in this kind of environment. And they're white. I mean, this is stuff that we need to move past. And hopefully one day that will eventually be the case. This has been an ongoing battle for decades, if not centuries now. Uh, So I don't know where the end is. Hopefully we find it at some point in time. And hopefully we can have people in positions of power like James Franklin become some of those voices that are helping to create those changes that are desperately needed around this country. All right, I want to talk to you guys real quick about Built Bar. These are protein bars that taste just like candy bars. I'm not just saying that, guys. I really do mean this. I was a little skeptical when they first sent me their sample box because I was just, wasn't just was sure that this was just going to be another protein bar that kind of goes through the motions and tries to sell me on the idea that they're going to be the go-to fix. Well, i got to say, I was pleasantly surprised with what I tasted because these are chewy, chocolatey. There's so much enjoyment in these. And let me just tell you guys real quick because I think the biggest thing about a protein bar is finding one that's going to keep you full until you need to get to that next meal. I eat breakfast every morning at 3.30 in the morning. I don't need lunch until noon. So I need something that's going to do the trick in the middle of my morning for my morning work shift. And the Built Bar has been that solution. It fills me up just enough to get me over to that lunch. It really kind of gives me a little bit of a, an extra adrenaline drive in a sense uh, because it does fill me up with some energy. It keeps me full. It keeps me satisfied. It keeps me ready to go and ready to get to my next lunch break. So I got to say the Built Bar has been a pleasant addition to my new daily routine, especially in the morning. And you know what? It works in the afternoon as well because if you have lunch and you're just trying to find something to fill you up just until you can get to dinner time, the Built Bar is going to be a good solution for that as well. So many different flavors to choose from. There's nut-free flavors. There's the nut flavors. There's something for everybody out there and they are always adding more flavors. So go make sure you go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your first order. One more time, use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, in this segment, we're going to keep things a little bit more positive. We'll focus a little bit more on Penn State football, and we'll talk about some of the positive opinions that are being formed about the Nittany Lions heading into that 2020 college football season. And no, today we're not going to talk about any chances that the schedule is adjusted or modified in any way. We'll leave that conversation for another point in time. We've had our fill with that in previous podcasts, so if you want to go back and listen to all those conversations, you're more than free to do that. But today we are going to start to turn the page and look forward to the upcoming season. Now, I've long been of the opinion that Penn State is going to have a very good chance to play some meaningful college football in the upcoming season. Whenever it starts, wherever it starts, that's again, that's another conversation for another day. But with everybody coming back and even though there's a good amount of coaching turnover, I still feel like there's a lot of positive energy about this Penn State football program moving into the 2020 season. And yes, Ohio State is still going to be certifiably the team to beat, justifiably so. I don't think there's any real argument there. But of course, Ohio State has to come to Penn State. And every time that Ohio State comes to Penn State, it seems like there's more of a chance that Penn State could maybe take a run at the division title because it does appear as far as in-conference play Penn State is going to be Ohio State's biggest challenge say what you will about Michigan but you know anytime that Ohio State has to make the trip to Penn State that tends to be a pretty tough hurdle for the Buckeyes now to their credit they have cleared that hurdle more often than not 
But I think with everybody that is coming back at Penn State, the fact that they have some really good talent uh, at some very key positions, and of course, uh, another full year as a starter out of uh, Sean Clifford at quarterback, I think there's some optimism going into this upcoming season with what they can do running the football, what they should be able to do defensively. They do have a good amount of new coaches coming into the program, and the fact that they didn't get a chance to work together in the spring that's a little bit of a question mark, but I do think that all things considered, there's a lot of uh, optimism for what Penn State could do this season. And now we're at that time of the year when those preseason magazines are starting to come out. And if you look at some of those preseason top 25 rankings, Penn State is being very well regarded. Now, the, the two that I have seen so far, Athlon Sports and Lindy's.com, uh, neither of them have Penn State in the college football playoff but they're right on the doorstep. And if you're right on the doorstep going in, that certainly suggests that you're not only going to be on the playoff radar, but you're going to be a playoff contender for probably the majority of the season. Now, Athlon Sports has ranked Penn State at number five in their preseason ranking. No real surprise who the top four teams are in the Athlon Sports rankings. Clemson is number one. I totally get that. Alabama at number two. No real surprise there. Ohio State at number three. Again, nothing shocking here. And the Oklahoma Sooners at number four. I think Oklahoma uh, certainly is a program that no matter who's playing their quarterback position, it certainly feels as though Lincoln Riley's got something working there. And the fact that they are probably once again going to be the team to beat in the Big 12 suggests that they're going to be a team that's going to have a pretty good chance to make it back to the college football playoff once again. So real no surprise uh, about those top four teams. They're the top four teams I would have probably included in my uh, preseason college football playoff uh, mix so far. I haven't gotten to the point where I've put together my official uh, preseason rankings and predictions, but I will get there very soon. We'll share it with you on this podcast as well. But uh, Athlon Sports has Penn State at number five. So sitting right there, you know, a swing game here or there, uh, maybe Penn State can get into that top four. But that shows you the kind of respect that the Penn State has built over the last few years under James Franklin. Remember, winning a Big Ten title, coming close to playing another Big Ten title, uh, you know, winning a Fiesta Bowl. Uh, th- there are some good things happening with this Penn State program as James Franklin and the crew uh, move forward. They've got two New Year's Six Bowl wins under their belt. They've played in three under James Franklin. So, yeah, Penn State has uh, arrived on the scene as one of those potentially perennial college football playoff contenders. I still think it's going to take a few more years to really uh, justify that, and maybe it would take a chance uh, or uh, maybe it would take one playoff berth to to really cement the idea that Penn State is a perennial college football playoff contender. But this suggests that the respect is there nationally, uh, at least going into the 2020 season. Uh, There's a lot of optimism there. Now, Lindy's uh, has Penn State at number six in their preseason ranking. Uh, Same four teams above them. Uh, I forget exactly what their order was. It might have been uh, switched school here or there. I forget if Ohio State was number two. Uh, but the one additional team that Lindy's has ranked ahead of Penn State is Florida and number five. So Penn State comes down at number six in the Lindy's preseason preview. Uh, I don't know if Phil Steele has put out his preseason rankings yet. I know we're still a ways away from when the Associated Press will put out their top 25 and the coaches poll will come out with their preseason top 25. Those typically come in August. Uh, so uh, we've got a lot of ground to cover. At least I'm pretty sure they come out in August. I don't think they come out before the uh, the media days are underway. Uh, so that'll come out 
later in the summer, but now we're starting to see those preseason preview magazines come out with a lot of their expectations for the upcoming season. And I know that Athlon uh, makes a clarification in their top 25 online that it, their, their preseason rankings are more of a projection of how the season will end up, uh, not necessarily what teams will be at the start of the season. And I think that that's the best way to go about it. I think when you're putting together your preseason rankings, what you're doing is figuring out how the season is going to end. Uh, so you're going through the schedules, you're seeing uh, what games are going to be won by what teams and what teams are going to lose. And you kind of, uh, you have some expectations that some teams will take some steps forward. Some teams will stay, take some steps back. LSU, of course, is a team that certainly looks like it'll take a couple steps back because neither of these preview magazines have the defending national champions or the reigning national champions in the top five. <laughs> so, or even the top six. So uh, obviously LSU has got a lot of changes going on with their program this upcoming season as well. And you see it with Alabama still being in that top uh, two or three, um, you know, there's a lot of expectation that Alabama is going to be back this year in the SEC. But yeah, uh, like I said, Ohio State is still clearly the team to beat. But Penn State is looking like they could be the next team in line. So if Ohio State were to stumble, say at Penn State, that certainly changes the whole Big Ten picture pretty quickly. And it could potentially change the playoff picture as well. Now, of course, uh, we know that the expectations and the optimism for Penn State are extending in to individual players as well. Micah Parsons, linebacker, coming off a phenomenal Cotton Bowl uh, performance is already being highly regarded as far as the NFL draft is concerned for next year as one of the top defensive players, if not the top defensive player, uh, very likely to be the top defensive player on the big boards when they start coming out, if they haven't already, they probably have. Uh, but there's a lot of people that are on board with Michael Parsons being the top linebacker in college football. And of course, uh, tight end Pat Fryermuth is already uh, somebody who is being projected as one of the top tight ends on the uh, NFL draft board for next year. So Penn State right now has two players that are being highly regarded as potentially, arguably, the best players at their positions in college football. Uh, that is a phenomenal sign of respect for where this program has come. Uh, you, know, you know, Penn State is going to have some of the top players in various positions over the course of the years but you know just under James Franklin we've seen Saquon Barkley top one of the top running backs <laughs> certainly in college football we've seen what he's doing at the NFL we're gonna talk about Saquon Barkley in a minute too uh, but now you've got one of the top linebackers one of the top tight ends there's something working here at Penn State James Franklin is going to take a lot of credit for that as he should uh, now it's just a matter of living up to the hype and maybe taking that next step and of course the next step is not just winning the Big Ten title because they've done that, but the next step is getting into that college football playoff. It's something we've talked about a lot on this podcast. I know James Franklin has done so as well, and I think everybody knows that that is the next step for this program to take. Is it going to happen this year? I don't know if it will or not, but it does certainly seem as though it's expected from a lot of the national voices out there that they are fully capable of doing that. Starting the year at number five, number six in those preseason rankings, that's a big step forward for this program. And now we got to see them take that next step. I want to talk to you guys real quick about rockauto.com. Now, I'm not much of a car guy. So anytime I have to do anything to fix my car or you know, do something with my car, it's a little intimidating. It's a little overwhelming. And I must admit, I'm not the most informed when it comes to this. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models these days, it's almost impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his 
his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. I want to spend some time in our final segment of today's podcast by just touching base on a couple of quick headlines here and there that we've kind of missed on or didn't get a chance to react to just yet. Now, the first thing that we should mention is today being June 1st is the day when the NCAA has agreed to allow student athletes to begin returning to campuses if colleges and universities are allowing those student athletes to do so. Now, around the Big Ten, there's a lot of still waiting out to see when's going to be the best time for student athletes to come back to various campuses. But there are some students that are going to be returning to campus to be able to use those athletic facilities uh, starting today. And I think Nebraska is the one school that came to mind. I don't remember if there was another school out there in the Big Ten that's opening the doors for their student athletes just yet. But Nebraska, I believe, is beginning today. Uh, Penn State has not officially announced when they're going to be able to allow this to happen for their student athletes, most notably football players. Still kind of a, a waiting game right now, a holding pattern, if you will, to really determine when it's going to be the best. Now, of course, uh, the state of Pennsylvania is going to see some changes this week to the, the color-coded phase of how open a county can be. So that might be something to just keep an eye on at the end of the week. June 5th is when uh, the, the new uh, phases are going to be confirmed throughout the state. So we'll see how that impacts any decision-making moving forward. But I would not expect uh, Penn State to be welcoming back football players this week at all uh, maybe not even next week uh, but again this is kind of uh, is the same kind of territory that a lot of schools around the Big Ten and you know, beyond the Big Ten are right now now we do know that in Pittsburgh they're going to be opening up uh, their campuses for the the Pitt Panthers student athletes uh, football players uh, actually, I think beginning today as well. So uh, within the state, we are seeing uh, the doors open up for football players and other student athletes. But for right now, we're still waiting to see when that's going to happen at Penn State. So lots of stuff to figure out as far as what's going to happen with practices. We know that James Franklin has spoken out in the past about making sure that everything is you know, top notch and ready to go. You got to make sure you ensure the safety of everybody involved. Uh, so for right now, uh, there's no word on when those doors will open. And of course, this podcast is being recorded Sunday morning. So this could very well change at any given time. If it has by now, I apologize. But uh, of course, when we do know more about that information, we will be sure to comment it and reflect on it in the next podcast available. Speaking of, of the ongoing situations as far as the coronavirus are concerned, the NCAA did recently uh, extend the recruiting dead period now through July 31st. So that means that uh, still no uh, recruits are going to be on campus. No coaches are going to be making visits. Uh, the recruiting dead period is now going through July 31st. Now I'm starting to wonder how much longer that's actually going to go because as states are beginning to open up, uh, if the the pandemic is still kind of hitting that flat line or on the, the decline, 
it's probably good news, <laughs> I would guess, but I don't know how that's going to impact the recruiting schedule uh, moving forward. I do wonder if it will at any point be discussed whether or not to have that early signing period in December. I don't know if you need to adjust that at any point. I think you can still keep an early signing period in December as it's currently scheduled. I don't don't think even if you extend the recruiting dead period into November, I still don't think you need to get rid of that early signing period because the early signing period is still going to be used by a lot of recruits who already know where they're going to go. And that's really the benefit of that early signing period to allow those recruits to be able to sign on with their, their colleges of choice. Now we know that the, the early signing period has kind of replaced the traditional signing period as when uh, the power programs specifically uh, fill up their recruiting classes. So that could be something just to keep an eye on, but uh, I would not be concerned about that situation just yet. Uh, I think we've got a ways to go before we even worry about that. But the longer the extended, uh, the, the, the dead period in recruiting is extended, the more complicated it potentially becomes, especially once the season gets started. Uh, that's going to be a lot of stress on some college football coaches uh, if that is the case. But we'll see how that all plans out. That's the situation right now. Uh, so the NCAA has extended the recruiting dead period through July 31st, but they are uh, putting together a plan and some recommendations for schools that decide to open up their campuses uh, as long as the states allow. It's still you know, decisions that have to be enforced by the states uh, around the country. So colleges still have to comply with what the state is mandating. Uh, so that's the situation right now. Still kind of waiting to see what happens at Penn State. Speaking of which, uh, Saquon Barkley, you, you may have heard of him. He was a pretty good running back for Penn State a few years ago, and he's having an okay success in the NFL early on. Uh, he was going to plan on joining Penn State for some of their offseason practices uh, as an assistant coach, kind of give him a new perspective on the game of football, uh, certainly the running back position, uh, maybe some other positions as well. And it sounded like it was going to be a pretty cool opportunity for Saquon Barkley to kind of educate himself to prepare him better for his life in the NFL. And uh, certainly I think it would be of a benefit for Penn State, especially with all the young, talented running backs we've seen blossom over the last year. I think it would be great to have a guy like Saquon Barkley who's gone through the same process and had the success that he has had kind of come in and you know, show show them the ropes a little bit. Unfortunately, with the coronavirus and no spring practices and no off-season workouts going on right now, that plan had to be put on hold. So maybe that's something that could potentially happen down the line in the future. But uh, it's a shame that Saquon Barkley didn't get a chance to explore a little bit of the coaching routes. And I, I, I have a feeling he would be a pretty good coach when that time comes, when he's done playing. But uh, that just seems like the kind of individual he is, but it is a shame that he didn't get a chance to go through that. But it was good that Penn State has kept him involved and connected to the program, had him on a Zoom call with some of the players, uh, kind of lending his voice of reason and uh, expertise. And that's always a great resource. But anytime you've got a player at the next level of the caliber of Saquon Barkley, a guy who is universally respected, I think, you know, or at least quickly becoming that way, if he isn't already. I don't think there's many people that say many bad things about Saquon Barkley. So anytime you've got a, a player like that who came through your program and is shining at the next level and you get a chance to have him be still be connected to the program in any way, that's a that's an obvious move to make. And I think that's one that Penn State should definitely capitalize on. Uh, you know, Penn State is not shy about uh, bragging about Saquon Barkley's success. You check out their Twitter feed every now and then. Uh, it, it's always good to have that kind of a star power uh, connected to your program. And but as I just mentioned in the last uh, segment, 
Penn State's got a couple of really good talented players at some very key positions. So you know, maybe this is something that's going to continue to be a trend here for Penn State moving forward. Uh, why not? You know, so we'll see where Saquon Barkley's coaching future uh, takes him in the future. Uh, I do think that if the day comes and he wants to get involved with coaching, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Penn State is uh, making some phone calls to try and keep him connected there. But we'll see how that all plays out. One last thing that I will mention, uh, the average attendance rankings in college football came out recently. I didn't get a chance to dive through all the numbers and take a look at some of the trends. I know we've talked, I've talked about attendance issues over the past couple of years in college football, but Penn State seems to be on pretty sturdy ground, or at least up through last season. Well, again, we'll see what happens with the 2020 season. I think we're going to see some major hits on the attendance average uh, throughout the country, but uh, Penn State, no surprise, number two in the nation in average attendance, as you would expect. The only school with more fans on average are Michigan, uh, or is Michigan, and of course that's because they have more seats in uh, Michigan Stadium than Beaver Stadium. But they're the two biggest stadiums in the country, so it's not really a surprise that Penn State is among the leaders in in average attendance. And certainly the way that Penn State has been having success at home over the last few years, that certainly plays into it. But, you know, James Franklin kind of uh, goes about that 110,000 um, mantra at every opportunity. And uh, it, it shows why. It, it's a great environment. It's one of the, the biggest crowds you're going to get. It's one of the loudest crowds you're going to get. So it's a great atmosphere. And uh, certainly that's one you're going to sell as much as possible. So Penn State, number two in average attendance uh, in college football over the past year, continues to be a strong draw at the gate. We'll see how that all changes in 2020. Well, that's going to bring this episode to a close. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of the Locked On Nittany Lines podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you guys all for subscribing to this podcast on all of your favorite podcasting apps. And if you have taken a moment of your free time to leave a rating and a review, we genuinely appreciate it. Not only do we appreciate the feedback, we want to hear what you guys have to say about the show, but it does help with the placement on this various podcasting apps. And it'll help us show grow as we continue to move forward through the summer and getting closer to the start of the college football season. It's going to be a fun time, and we will hope to have you all on board and helping to spread the word as much as possible. We also always want you to be a part of the show by sending us your comments and your questions at any time on Twitter at Locked On Nittany. Don't forget to like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Locked On Nittany. And we do have the Instagram account that's revived as well, instagram.com slash Locked On Nittany. And like I said in the beginning, we are having our Twitch channel go live later this week. So stay tuned for that. I'll have some details about some upcoming streams right here on a podcast later this week. And of course, if you just follow on our social media platforms, you'll get an advanced warning of when we're going to go live. We'll probably have a couple test streams coming up first to kind of work out a few of the kinks in the system, but it's going to be a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to it. It's really coming together behind the scenes and I can't wait to show it off with you guys as well. I'm Kevin McGuire, a contributor on AthlonSports.com. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. And I also have a Facebook page and a Patreon account if you want to check those out as well. It's right on my Twitter bio, uh, so go ahead and check those out if you're interested. And one last thing, if you want to get some more information about the Big Ten, the best way to do it is to tell your smart device to play Locked On Big Ten Podcast right now, covering all things Big Ten right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And with all that said, I will say good day to you guys all. Thank you once again for listening and subscribing, rating and reviewing. And I hope you guys get your week started, get your month started on the right foot, 
Try to stay positive, stay safe in as many ways as you possibly can these days. And uh, hopefully we all see some positive vibes moving forward. We'll try to do that right here on this podcast. We'll try to keep you uplifted moving forward. But have a great day. Come back later this week. We'll have another podcast for you ready to go. Try to keep your mind off of uh, some of the real life stuff that's going on out there. Everybody needs a distraction. We'll try to provide it for you. Have a great day, guys. Thanks again for listening. I'll talk to you again soon.